This podcast is brought to you by the University of Aberdeen. Hello and welcome to episode three of our Be Well podcast series. Today we're going to discuss managing stress and learning effectively at home. Joining me today, I have Sam May, who is a politics and international relations lecturer, Julie McLennan, a student support advisor from our student support and advice team, and students Michael Walker and Nicole Blanchflower, who are both fifth year civil engineering students. A huge warm welcome to you all and thank you so much for joining me. Now, adapting to studying at home can be challenging and for many of us has brought a whole new level of academic stress. Dodgy internet connections, backaches from makeshift desk spaces, lack of traditional student experience, keeping on top of coursework, the list goes on. One of the most challenging things that I have heard a lot of is that motivation and productivity at home can be quite low. Is this something that you have experienced and how have you coped? Can I start then to maybe give the others, the students, a little bit of free will to say what they want? Um, as an academic, just like many of my students, I am struggling to keep that motivation going. It's hard. We've got so many things to think about. We've got the usual, you know, academics. We've also got the back of our mind, our, um, the COVID situation and the people we care about. It's hard to remain motivated and determined and to get on with things. I, many of my students are doing exactly as I am, sitting down to work at 9am and staring for two hours and not really doing anything. I was wondering if this is the same for Nicole and for Michael here, that if they're struggling as well to keep that motivation going. I mean, yeah, I definitely do. Like I sort of find at home, it takes me like four times as long to do half as much. So I think it's like, a, like there's good and bad at being at home. So like I've got nothing to do apart from study. But when you've got like all day to do something, you sort of find out, find yourself not doing it. At least I do anyway. And like I've got all my, my like distractions here as well. I think I think something that I struggle with is, you know, I sit down at nine o'clock and I'm like, oh, I'll go grab a cup of tea. And I'll sit down with my cup of tea and I'm like, oh, I've got to wait for it to cool down, do something for 10 minutes. Then maybe go back into the kitchen, someone else is in the kitchen and then I'm still talking for 20 minutes. And then I come back and I'm like, oh, I've just wasted a whole hour doing absolutely nothing and I've, I've woken up for nothing. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely also find it really difficult to get moving in the morning to get to get started. I'm very much guilty for maybe sitting at my desk, flicking through my phone and before I know it, like, oh, it's lunchtime and I've not done anything. And I do find that I'm spending a lot, a lot more hours at my desk than, than what I would if, if I was working. But actually, is the output anymore? No, it's probably not. And actually, I think it, it is less and I am finding that I spend so long at my desk and I'm almost spending too long. I actually think it'd be helpful if, you know, you set yourself a couple of hours to do X task, have a have a break and then come back and do it in small little bouts can also help with motivation, I find, you know, because you can feel like you're just sitting, staring at a screen all day and it can be quite soul destroying if you're not seeing any progress being made. I'm going to come from it from a different approach. Our team has had a nine o'clock meeting every morning. So I found that that has motivated me because I've had to be at my desk at nine o'clock every morning. We do just have a chat for about 10, 15 minutes. 
And then we speak about work, what everyone's going to do for the day. And then that seems to get the day going. So I feel as though I've been lucky during my time working from home because I haven't had any problem about getting motivated because I do feel we've had a structured timetable as such and our calendars. So we've always been dropping in and speaking. So I have found that useful. Yeah, kind of speaking from calendars, I, I got a whiteboard and kind of drew out nine till five every day just just so I could be like okay from 10 till or one or whatever I should be doing three computational fluid dynamics lectures and if I don't do it then that's then that's bad you know setting myself like the small goals and just being able to see it and keep the routine every week I find is really positive yeah I I would definitely say that time management is one of the best skills that you can have for working from home or not even just working from home even if you were on campus to have time management and have structure is one of the best things to have I would absolutely agree with everything you've all said um and I think doing a timetable in advance is really helpful because you can instantly see when you've spent too long talking to your flatmates in the kitchen you know you can instantly see that perhaps you shouldn't have watched that daytime television show um and it can get you back on track really quickly what i would suggest to everyone during this covid pandemic is to be realistic when they do do a timetable to do what rebecca said to not think we have to sit there at nine till nine till nine o'clock in the evening because um, that just brings in guilt when we don't do anything. But to maybe schedule smaller sessions, yeah, smaller sessions to and then regular breaks where we do get up and have a cup of coffee and speak to our, our housemates. But another, and then go back to another short session, an hour, an hour and a half, probably max, and then do something else that I found very helpful. Yeah, but even being realistic as well, include day-to-day chores, preparing your lunch at half 12 and know that it might take 30 minutes to prepare your lunch. So you're not going to be able to go back to your studies until maybe half past one. Whereas if you just say lunch and then that eats into your study time, then you feel as though that you're falling behind and then that can cause stress because you start to panic when, oh my God, I'm still preparing lunch, but I should be now doing my essay for engineering that's due on Friday and then panic starts kicking in. I think you read my mind. <laughs> we do have an essay due on Friday. <laughs> and how are you getting on with it? I hope your time management's all... I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much finished with it. I think because I have really nothing else to do, but like all these assignments, I do find myself doing them over a longer period of time rather than a shorter period of time, which I think produces a better end result almost. So do you think that has like help your productivity you know like just having the extra time whereas if you were maybe on campus you might have gone and had a coffee with someone after a lecture or gone for a walk do you feel as though the time working from home has gave you that more time to write your essay I think I'm fine that I'm kind of chipping away at more and I can kind of focus more on like the quality of my writing because I'm taking more to do it than just trying to not bash it out but I'm able to research what I'm saying more and be able to have better arguments because I'm taking more time to research and think about them. Especially because like one of the essays we've got, we've known about for a whole month. So you've kind of had that whole time as well to dip into other projects, take little breaks, because a month is a long time to work on something. 
so it's good to take breaks from one project and kind of go on to another, do something there and then kind of come back. And have you been doing this all alone or have you been setting up like interactions with fellow students and speaking to them and bouncing ideas off of other students or have you solely done it yourself? I think I've I've mainly done like the essays and reports by myself, but something about our year, we, we're not afraid to ask questions of each other, especially like, you know, you would ask them um in person in class. You know, we've got like a group chat going so we can, if one person has a question everybody can kind of chip in for the answer and the, and you can kind of work and develop the answer as a group yeah I think that's that's actually really important because I think one of the things that you know if, if I was a student that I would personally be struggling with is you know if you're in a, a lecture or you know you're in one of your tutorials and you're maybe a little bit stressed and you know, you kind of get the same vibe off your classmates where you're sitting together or you maybe come out of your class and you're like, oh, I had no idea what they were talking about. Whereas at home, you potentially maybe feel a little bit alone and that I'm the only one that doesn't actually know what they're talking about and you feel that you're the only person that's stressed. Whereas I feel like that that is actually probably what's missing with being at home is you're not united in the stress potentially as such because you feel alone, you're at home. Yeah, I agree with that. It's definitely good to have uh, people in the same boat, in in a way, like someone to kind of someone to empathise with you. But again, sometimes it comes down to every person's individual personality because you two may feel confident enough to put a message on WhatsApp or Teams to say, look, I'm really struggling, I don't understand this, where the next person is maybe stressed, is maybe also got anxiety and maybe confidence issues that they don't feel confident enough to ask questions. So for students in that situation, we do have like websites and tools in place to deal with our stress management. So we do have like self-help guides on the counselling webpage that they can have a look. There is, I think it's mood, mood zone, I think it's called. They can go on and have a look at that. And also the desk, which is an Australian based um, website, they can go on there and get support. Yeah, I think um, it's really, it is really important to remember that there is a, a lot of resources out there to help us if we are struggling. And it's really important to, to flag this and remember that, that you're not alone. I think um, personally for me, I'm finding work like with being at home every day that my workplace and my, my chill out space is kind of all blended in together. And it can be really hard to find the right kind of study life or, or work life balance. And I guess taking time to prioritise self care every day to avoid a burnout is really, really important. Is there anything that you guys particularly do when you're feeling pressured or stressed to kind of just stop, take notice and recharge your batteries? I got a puppy during lockdown, so if I'm getting stressed out, I just thought, right, go and get the lead, let's go for a walk. And I do find even just five minutes walk around the house or around the field at the back of my house, it does fairly improve. You feel fresh and motivated again when you come back. And I completely agree. Again, um, I have two dogs, so I'm constantly walking them. They, they amazing not everybody can get a dog right now I completely understand but they are fantastic because they take my mind off everything they do something stupid like rolling fox poo and takes my mind off of everything um but just walking just physically moving getting up from the desk is really crucial I've found as you mentioned at the beginning back pain 
and I'm just sitting and I'm just trying to work, but nothing's coming out. If I stand up and move, it makes a huge difference to my sense of what I'm doing, my prioritization. And you've both, well, not both, there's more than two of you. You've mentioned the need to take regular breaks. And I think that's important that we don't kick ourselves for taking a break or feel guilty for doing it. Because that's how the mind learns. It, it needs to stop reading to be able to process what you've just read and learned. Um, some of my greatest creative moments have been when I'm doing things like reading a comment, comic book or something that's completely unacademic and somehow it suddenly all fits into place. So I, I would say to be kind to each other and not to get upset if you haven't quite done everything you expected to do that day. Be realistic. We're all struggling. And don't give yourself a kick. Just go right. Tomorrow is going to be different. Yeah, I definitely feel that I do my most create, creative thinking when I go out for a walk. I take time away from my desk. If I can feel overwhelmed with the amount of tasks that I've got to do, my deadlines are, you know, approaching. It might, it sounds strange, but actually taking time away from your desk is so much more helpful than sitting at one spot, kind of trying to stress about what you're doing. Sometimes going out for that walk really is just... Even if it is for half an hour, you know, 15 minutes around the block, I, I, re I really find that you've just taken yourself away from that situation and put things into perspective and you can come back and feel a little bit more revitalised and refocused and, you know, and can feel a little bit more motivated that way. I think it's really interesting about, like, I, I got a Fitbit recently um, and it vibrates at 10 to the hour every every hour to try and motivate you to get up do say 250 se steps I've got minimum an hour to do and it's like okay you still got 250 to go and it's like so I maybe take a walk around my house or maybe up and down the street and I find that really helps because you don't realize how fast an hour goes especially like if you're in the middle of something I could be like oh I'll just I'll just wait to the next hour I'll go take a wee walk and then you're like oh it's the next hour but that kind of constant reminder I'm feeling really helps. So if you set yourself up like challenges with friends to try and keep your friends motivated as well and having like a competition. Not not so much yet because I'm I'm the only one with a Fitbit so far. <laughs> but but I would I would definitely recommend. I mean this was only you know thirty pound off of eBay. I think I got it. I was going to say if students don't have a Fitbit, they can also just use their phones. They've got the yeah, yeah, yeah you know what I mean. Yeah. They don't have so you know what I mean. There's other ways to count your steps, but yeah, I do. Me and my friends do that, and it is a great motivation. It does get me out the house in the evening because someone will take a screenshot and they've done like nine thousand steps, and I'm like sitting at 500 and it's like I have not moved from my desk today right let's get out I have a cheap version of a Fitbit and it's so cheap that it just registers me walking when I just wave my hand so I managed to do apparently 10,000 steps by stroking my dog <laughs> so yeah it's very amusing so has any of you two been in lockdown like have you been in isolation and not allowed to leave your accommodation no Unfortunately, but um, my boyfriend he lived in a shared flat around just just before lockdown, and it was one of the it was the kind of situation where it was like if somebody in the house had like a cough or something you couldn't go out, and it's still that kind of situation now. So I didn't get to see him for around two weeks before lockdown, 
and then lockdown hit and then we couldn't see each other full stop so that I felt was a very kind of stressful situation and I and I just got my wisdom teeth out so that was also another extra stress and it, it was just a very stressed time because like oh from someone that I went to seeing every day I can't see anymore. Did that bring down your mood? I mean, did you feel that that had an impact on your studies as well? Oh, yeah, 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 100%. Because, like, you know, seeing, like, having time with him was like, you know, it was like a cool down, like a kind of relax, you know. But because I was sitting at home just constantly thinking about exams, okay, this is cancelled now, uh, the whole new exam structure is like this. I was just kind of very much getting in my head because I had, I had no time to just relax yeah and another thing that I I find that really helps me be be productive is I really like swear by uh, like a proper sleep schedule like trying to go to bed at the same time and getting up at the same time every day really helps you know it's like a help with your body clock as well and being motivated also a good night's sleep is does wonders for for your brain and helps with being productive you know if if you're tired then of course you're going to be a little bit slower at your computer um definitely for me that is a bit a big thing is there anything um Michael is there anything that you do in your in your daily routine that kind of sets you up and helps you get motivated for the day uh yeah I like to exercise go to the gym so like I get to be up up the same time every day to the gym back breakfast at the desk by 10 and that like sort of like gets me set up if I ever like like a day like today, I don't go to the gym then. Yeah, I just feel tired, sluggish, really unmotivated. Yeah, it makes such a difference, doesn't it? I definitely find I'm exactly the same. If I don't get up and, and exercise in the morning, I, um, I'm actually often in a bad mood as well. And then that doesn't help your productivity all, all around. Your, your mood just feels low. I found, like, not, I used to get dressed, well, I do get dressed for work. I used to still put on, you know, the dress trousers, the blouse, do my hair and sit. Because I found the days that I maybe had the pyjama bottoms on and a t-shirt on, I wouldn't go out for a walk at lunchtime because I wasn't dressed. So I found getting up in the morning, going for a walk, having a shower, getting dressed, sitting down at nine o'clock for work made me feel I could be productive for the whole day. It's a little bit more normal that as well, isn't it? Trying to just keep, again, is going all back to that structure and routine just kind of helps set, set up your day, day correctly. And, and everyone does. And what works for some might not work for others. So it is just important that if whatever you're doing and it works for you, then that's fantastic. Then that's great. Everyone can do different things. That's that's why we're all different. And we're, we'll all have times where it's challenging or you might kind of have a really productive day one day, then the next day you're not as productive. And it can be really hard not to beat yourself up on those unproductive days. But sometimes the best thing you can do is switch off. I'll start again tomorrow. Tomorrow's a new day. It's really hard to try not to, you know, just beat yourself up. Yeah, that's why I find like I turn like I turn my computer off at like eight o'clock every single night. No matter what I've got left to do, is just computer off, switch off, go downstairs, chill, get ready for bed. Yeah, I think it's really important in terms of your work life, like your work life study balance that as well to have a set designated switch off time. That's me for the day because it can be so easy. I've got nothing else to do. I'll just you know, sit in my computer and try try and do stuff because 
to be like to be honest probably after eight o'clock you're you're probably not going to get much more done and you can you could beast out that 500 words within half an hour in the morning but in the evening it might take you you know two three hours as such I think it's really important as as a lecturer I'm seeing my my classes online virtually and some of students are putting on their their cameras and you can see them lying in their beds in their pajamas and it really does like I mean when there's when we're all working and trying to live from home when there's no demarcation between work and playtime then I think it's really helpful to get dressed to kind of go this is my work hours I'm in my work clothes it psychologically gives you that that demarcation between work and play and by all means, as soon as you finish doing your work, change straight into your pajamas at four o'clock in the afternoon if that's what works for you. But it's really important to get up and get dressed and go, right, I'm at work. Because <laughs> um, if you stay in your pajamas, it's really easy to have a pajama day, to put on the telly and watch daytime TV and miss your meetings because you're too busy watching Frasier, which some of my students have done. Um, and without that physical demarcation, we need a bit of mental space to kind of go, this is work and this isn't. Because I know for, I'm lucky, I've got a spare room I can, I've turned into an office. But for many students, you're working and living in one tiny room. And just that effort of getting dressed and then getting back into your pajamas to signal that's the end of my working day can be really helpful and allow you to work better through your working day and then enjoy your evening. Yeah, absolutely. I actually heard um, a couple of weeks ago that one of my colleagues said that at the end of the day, they kind of go out and walk around the block and then come back home as in like, oh, I'm I'm home from work. I'm home from uni as such. And that kind of just signals that's the end of the day. I'm now on on my chill time and it might kind of seem silly, but that kind of ritual can really really help particularly with like the work-life balance and keeping your social life and your study life separate. I was also going to say like for students that are parents and having to juggle uh, student life and being a parent trying to make a structured and try and study like during the day so when the children do come home at half past three that they're not just saying like like what I've just done to my child there like you know go out the room you know it's trying to juggle to being a parent and working at the same time yeah for sure there's we've definitely got we've got a lot of like resources at the university and got a lot of you know ousa's got there a lot of societies and and clubs that people can can join to and i do like if you are are struggling and maybe feeling a little bit isolated maybe not really feeling like a student as you have in the past i would really recommend you know joining one of the clubs or societies and just making connections with people that you've got something in common with which is actually separate from your your university kind of studying life um it can be quite isolate isolating at home and I guess that would you know help with help with the isolation we also have if you are struggling and and need someone to talk to we also have the together all service which is free for all university staff and students to log in with their university emails to kind of speak to other students from across the country um who might be feel you might be feeling in the same way it can be really good just to to chat about how you're how you're feeling if you are struggling because there is there is support out there and you're not alone it's it's a really difficult time and 
ex- I mean, exams this year as well are are different. It's it's not potential. It's not peak exam season. It's kind of all year kind of trickling stress. If you've got these on like ongoing assessments, not just everything at once. So I think it can be quite hard as well for students to adapt to that as well. So it's it's important to to highlight that and and address that that it is it is okay to to feel a little bit stressed, but you're 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 not alone and, and there is resources out there we've got pe- people to help you if you need it i'm just going to say like if you are struggling you know what i mean we've got the counseling service that are available all you need to do is email counseling at abdn.ac.uk and arrange an appointment and you can do that by like microsoft teams or by telephone and you can also get in contact with the student support services team they can you drop an email and we, again we can do a microsoft office Teams meeting, or we can give you a call, and there's always someone at the other end of the telephone ready to speak to you. If students are on campus, they've got the student residence assistants there waiting to help them as well. So they're available from six pm at night to six am in the morning. Yeah, there's always someone there if if you need to talk to, you, or even if you're just bored, just give someone a call. They'll always be grateful to have a chat. You don't have to even be is stressed at all and the chaplains they have their virtual open days as well so they're always there ready to support students as well thank you julie that's really helpful great um well thank you all so much for joining me today and sharing your experiences i really really appreciate it all the resources that we've kind of talked about in the episode today i will share them in in the comments so finally thank you to our listeners for listening i hope you've enjoyed the episode take care and i'll see you next time this podcast is brought to you by the university of aberdeen